You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode 300. What? Oh my goodness. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Hello, it's Marisa and... I can't believe actually, as I'm saying it out loud, that this is the 300th episode of Creative Thursday, that if you are new to me, welcome. If you don't yet know, Creative Thursday's first podcast episode was in, I believe it was August of 2006. And if you're like, have you been recording one every week since then? It should be more. (laughs) No, I took a very long break in there. I took a few years break. I think my first round of episodes went to about 50 or 55. And then I think we came back in 2018 and we've been recording. And by we, I mean, I mean me and a handful of guests who have been here with me on Creative Thursday. We have been recording pretty consistently almost one episode a week since December of 2018. Yes. So I know some podcasters, you know, really highlight these moments. Others are like, well, it's just another episode. I think I fall somewhere in between. I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge it. I don't have any big party plans. Certainly, if you'd like to celebrate with me, if you are enjoying this podcast, I would love so much for you to take a moment to celebrate and share with me by leaving a review. That's the best gift you can give to a podcaster. And it helps to spread the message of what we're sharing here in Creative Thursday, really empowering creatives to build a thriving business and one that, as I always say, supports a life that you love. And I thought about what would be the best way to celebrate this 300th episode. And I couldn't, I couldn't think of a better way than sharing artists success stories with you. And I was just re-listening to the conversation I had with our guest artist today, Jeanette Bergstrom and Erwin Ong and Marie Lore Delage Carlson. Marie has been on a few times with us throughout the years and so inspiring. We had a fantastic conversation that you're about to listen to. And we kicked it off by talking about how to let go of your limiting beliefs as an artist. And we also talk about how to go from 
owning that you're ready to be an artist to buying a house in France, perhaps. It's a very exciting evolution from one of our artists. And Jeanette and Erwin and Marie are all artists who are not only in the expansive artist community with us, but they have also taken artful selling with me. I think Marie was in the very first session of Artful Selling, which we are now almost two years in from creating the Artful Selling program. It is one of my favorite programs to host. It is a combination of a course and also coaching calls. And these coaching calls, as you'll hear from our artists today, have really made a powerful difference in how their success in business has grown. You know, it's a lot of small steps that ultimately add up to buying a house in France, perhaps, if that is part of your vision. And we also talk about how and, well, why there's not one right way to become a a professional creative. And anyone who tells you that there is, uh, no, (laughs) I don't know. I would really ask them why they believe that that is the only way. We once again have the fast and the furious (laughs) joining us in Los Angeles, even though today was an incredibly rainy day. We'll just leave it in there. Hopefully uh, it's not too distracting to have people racing by as I record podcasts. They're equally as excited about buying houses in France and making sure that you know that there isn't one way. It's becoming increasingly frustrating for me to see that message going out there. And in many areas of education, and I always want to remind you that a huge part of this journey has a lot to do with how you're choosing to take the journey. But we talk more about this in this episode. And we also talk about What's equally as important as sharing your art, something that I think a lot of artists have resistance to and or miss altogether. And it's this one simple strategy that will ultimately grow your email list, grow your audience on social media, grow your connection with your collectors, and ultimately lead to more art sales. So This episode is packed with all kinds of goodness, inspiration, and possibilities and how we are all together as a creative community, taking one step at a time, wherever you are on this journey, that is exactly where you are meant to be. You are on your own timeline. And what's so special for me having now come back to mentoring almost exactly the same amount of time as me coming back to the podcast is the opportunity to work with you over a period of years and see how the vision that you share with me several years ago begins to come together And the opportunity to share that with you, if you are new to me or new to this journey, just to remind you that stay with it 
because it can and does come together. You want to be really aware of who you're taking advice from, right? I was reminded of this recently. You want to be taking advice. Well, actually, really, advice is a little tricky for those of us who coach. We're not necessarily here to give you advice, especially on this unique artist journey, but you want to be getting mentorship and coaching from someone who is living what it is that you want. And you also don't want to be asking advice from people who, well, who aren't living that. You don't really want to be asking advice, but rather tuning into your own empowerment and working with people who are going to reflect that back to you, working with mentors and surrounding yourself with a community who will reflect that back to you. You also totally want to ignore the people who tell you you can't do what you want to do. So we touch upon all of these areas in this uh, podcast, in this episode, in this 300th episode. And if you would like to join us for Artful Selling, if you've been waiting since we opened the doors last time, if you're like, what is Artful Selling? Tell me more about it. Then. Stay tuned to my email and you also will be the first to know that we're opening it on Friday, January 13th. And what we help you do inside of Artful Selling is take your vision. If you're working with me in the Profitable Artist Plan, we're working on that now. If you're not and you want to hop in Artful Selling, we will revisit that and even go deeper on crafting that vision. And we help you get clear on and start building out your 12-month plan for your product launch and your sales and marketing strategies that will support that product launch that you have in mind. And if you're like, I don't know what that is, that's what we're going to help you figure out together. If you know, have a general idea of what that is, but you just feel like you've been all over the place in your projects and you're doing this and you're doing that. And it's sometimes it's bringing in revenue and sometimes it isn't. You're not alone. That is very often the life of the creative entrepreneur. And I designed, I created and designed this program to help you begin to craft a more solid business plan and more achievable goals, both in what you want to do with the artwork you're creating and also in the revenue goals that you have for your business. And it's more than just crafting a list and and having a daily to-do list. There's a bigger picture there. There's some deeper work there. And that's why I love that as part of this program, this experience, the Artful Selling Experience, that we have our coaching calls in a group environment because it's really where a lot of the breakthroughs happen beyond just the practical steps, right? This journey includes both practical steps, but because there is no linear path, because we're not attorneys going to law school and then taking a bar exam and then being qualified to work as a lawyer, we are artists. There is work to be done around how to begin to 
uncover the journey that is unique to only you. And that's where you begin to have breakthroughs and really start to gain momentum and have the success that you are wanting is having an openness, a willingness to begin this journey of self-discovery alongside the journey of creating and sharing your art in the world. And we'd love to have you. So visit artfulselling.com, join the email list on creativethursday.com to be the first to know because we have a really special bonus. We have a special bonus happening when we open the doors, an early bonus happening for this session that I can't wait to share with you. It's the first time that we're hosting this particular workshop. And I know that it's going to make a huge difference in terms of your progress and just having more confidence in getting your work up and out into the world. So without further ado, thank you so much for listening to Creative Thursday, celebrating our 300th episode, celebrating all artists, all creative professionals, all thriving artists, all creatives working in every discipline. I have so much love for you all. Just as a quick side note, quick side note for anyone coming to Los Angeles, I visited for the first time the Academy Academy of Motion Pictures, right? Museum in LA. And if you're visiting or if you live here, I highly recommend that museum. And I had no idea how much it would inspire me and remind me of how many different kinds of creativity there are and how, especially when it comes to film, you see just how all of those different creative pursuits come together to create an entire piece of art For many of us, it can be this lasting love that we have for a particular film. It can be life-changing. It's so powerful. It's such a powerful medium. And it's just a reminder that we, it's such a gift to be able to do this work. So it is a gift for me to be able to do not only this work, but to share this journey with you. And like I said, this was my dream when I started this podcast. And so... I love that this episode will be sharing stories of artists from our community and celebrating them and their successes. So enjoy, and I'll look forward to seeing you in Artful Selling for this session. And until next time, happy creating. Hello and Happy Monday. Happy Tuesday. It's going to be a beautiful and inspiring uh, call to kick off our week this week. And I am about to bring on some guest artists to speak to you today. I wanted us to continue some of the conversation that I've been having in live videos that I've been doing over the weekend and topics of conversation that came up during our coaching calls during the week. And I wanted us to talk a little bit. The theme is always, you know, what really separates the thriving artist from the struggling artist. When we've had calls like this before, we've talked a little bit about the qualities 
that separate us. And today I would like for us also to talk about some of the limiting beliefs that we're all working on and towards and just as we grow new new awareness comes up around areas that might feel scary to us or places where we might feel some self-doubt creeping in or you know the buzzword imposter syndrome is happening and uh, I'd love for the artists who are joining me to talk a little bit about that but they are also alumni of Artful Selling which is the program that is open now. And so they are also here to answer questions for you. If you have questions around Artful Selling, so you're not just hearing from me, you're actually hearing from students who've gone through the program. And so if you have questions for us, we'll be open to that as well. And so without further ado, I uh, see that Erwin just hopped on. And so I'm going to bring everybody up. We do this in a bit of a panel format, not a bit. We do it as a panel format. <laughs> so here we go. All right. Jeanette's coming on. And there she is. And Marie is here. And Erwin is here. Hey, great to have you. <laughs> So what I like to open these calls with is uh, first, if you can just introduce yourself, um, the kind of art you make, where you're located, and we'll dive deeper. But if you can just share one limiting belief that you've sort of had an aha moment about that you've found has really, you know, that you feel that you are finding your way with. And then we'll talk more about those as we go forward, but I'm going to go in order of the screen. So I see Jeanette first, and then we'll come over to Erwin, and then we'll come over to Marie. Okay. Hi. Hi, Marisa. Hi, everybody. Hey, Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to be here. I am an acrylic painter, and I'm doing seascapes, landscapes, and just starting into the abstract um, expressionism which I just have this call to do. Um, and I live in Orange County, California, um, not too far from where Marisa is in LA. And I've been um, really grateful uh, to Marisa's encouragement. And when I went through the art for selling program, I didn't have a structure or anything around my business. And um, we can get into more detail there, but I, she was just so instructional and so helpful for me um, with that one-on-one -on -one coaching that I'm just so grateful for that. And um, one of the things Marisa helped me get over too was my limiting belief that kind of like my art's not good enough and I wasn't charging enough for my art. So I raised my prices <laughs> with Marisa's encouragement. So that was one of my biggest thing that, you know, I needed to wait a little longer till I, you know, started pushing a little more or working on it. But she said, no, just go ahead and do it now. So I did. And that's one of your beautiful pieces behind you, right? Uh, yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so lovely. It just calms me down every time I see it. I'm like, I'm right there. I was just at the beach on Friday. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to come here more often. Just look at the ocean. So thank you, Jeanette. So you would say the belief is really just believing that you're, you're worth both the price that you want to charge and also just that you're worthy of saying, yes, I am an artist and I want to do this work because your background is graphic design. Yeah. So you have all that creativity happening. And I know it happens um, when we've hosted a call like this before Heather, who spoke with us in January, she also was transitioning from graphic design to artists. So that's very common path. Not that you have to um, let go of your graphic design. It's such a helpful, it's such a helpful skill to have and so fun, actually, especially if you do surface design or anything. But it's exciting to see you move into your artist side and embracing that more. Yeah. And the limiting belief of there not being enough out there, like, oh, there's so many people doing seascapes or so many people doing landscapes. So that was the other thing that you helped me, you know, I'm still working on it, but it's getting better for sure. Good. Well, we'll come back to how, how, what's working for you on that. And so Erwin, I am going to come over to you and ask you the same questions. <laughs> Good All to right. see you. Can you hear me all right? I can, yes. All right. Hi, everyone. So my name is Erwin Ong, and I am an artist and illustrator based in Westchester, New York. So for those of you who don't know, that's just uh, north of New York City. Um, but I did spend a lot of time in, in Orange County, where Jeanette is, and in Los Angeles, where Marisa is. So um, you'll have a lot of kinship with everyone on this call. Um, and I make a lot of... Uh, like I said, I, I'm an artist, I'm an illustrator, but I make a lot of character-based illustrations. So mainly animals, um, underwater creatures, things like that, very quirky, very whimsical, very bright, very happy. And um, I was talking about the limiting beliefs I had, right? Um, the one thing that helped me a lot last year, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a limiting belief, but I had a lot of resistance to making decisions about what to do, what projects to go ahead with, what um, what things to develop. And I remember the calls last year helped me realize that if I say that I have to choose, right, you can't do everything. So, um, and, and whatever I chose, it, I, I'm going to go with and that will, you know, flourish with the attention that I give it. And the things that I don't choose, it doesn't mean that it's gone forever. It just means that I'm gonna set it aside for now and come back to it later when I can give it its proper due, right? So instead of trying to do everything all, all at once, I would focus on something, on a few things and give, give those things more attention and you know, with, hopefully see it through. So that was, that was a, a big aha for me. That it gave you a little sense of calm and um, and peace <laughs> to feel like you didn't have to do it all right now. Yeah, yeah. Calm, peace, confidence that I could just do the things that I wanted to do, but also confident in the decision about the things I didn't want to do. And that, you know, that saying no didn't necessarily mean closing the door on those things. It just meant 
you know, just know for now, and then I'll, I'll get back to it later. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is true. And such a, um, it's so great that you were able to recognize that because that's so often, I think because we think we, well, we don't want to be boxed in very often as artists. And then we think that we need to do all those things and then we can't squeeze them all in because there is just the factor of time in any single day, a certain amount of hours. And then it can lead to us just shutting down entirely when we're like, oh, well, if I can't do anything, I'm just, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to try. And so I'm glad to hear that that created some space for you. And because you are also multifaceted in what you're capable of doing with your work. And it's, I'm so excited to see where it's going to take you. So thank you, Erwin. I appreciate that. Sure. And then I'm coming over to Marie. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Marie-Laure Delage Carlson, and uh, I live in California, but I am, uh, I am French. I'm, my husband is American, which is why I'm here. And my art is changing. Um, it's becoming more abstract, but there is a lot of uh, whimsy and I am fascinated by the light. Um, so I like studying light and try to, <laughs> I try to get it to show up on my painting, <laughs> which is a struggle sometimes, but... Um, I think my main uh, limiting belief was that I would have to work in the shadows for 30 years, um, <laughs> trying to build the skills, trying to like, you have to be the best, you have to be original, you have to have so many things before you can claim to even be an artist or uh, have enough success to make a living. And um, working with Marisa, I discovered that no, <laughs> um, that's not actually how it works. And that even if you feel like you're not ready, you are and you need to make things, uh, you, you know, you, you, you have to like go full speed ahead and just go pick something, try it. And if you don't like it, it doesn't work, then try something else. And um, it has changed everything for me. And um, I think it was three days ago that I texted Marisa saying, thanks to you, I bought a house. Um, I bought a house in France. And I say, you see, if you had told me three years ago uh, that I would be there, like, I would. <laughs> No, there is absolutely no way. Um, but I did. I just did. So. Well, you have to tell us. I was waiting. Resending that message. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Not because this is what we do, right? We believe in what's possible for us. And also, I don't know how I have anything to do with that other than holding a vision for you. Um, oh, which, <laughs> but I, but I thank you. And so I said, do you want to come and tell us a story on Monday? I mean, how did this come together for you? And, you know, part of your vision is that you want to host art retreats. This was yeah. like 
connected. It's not just a amazing a, a house in France as romantic and lovely as that is and sounds. I've hosted <laughs> retreats there and it's pretty lovely. Uh, but that this is like part of the greater vision and bigger picture for your artist dream. So, so what happened, Marie? How did, if you're talking about your limiting um, belief, you know, which I was just reminded just, you know, a little bit ago, like how truly subjective art is and who gets to decide, who gets to decide what's good? It's just like, I don't know, because it's really subjective, which would mean that you could put in years and years and years and years of, of work and you, you know, yeah, it's a whole conversation. So going from feeling like you could just own this part of yourself, which is where Jeanette is at and Erwin is there too. You're ready to be an artist. How does that, how did that lead you to today? Cause we've had the opportunity to work together over these, yeah, like two and a half yeah. years. Right. I think when, when I did the Red Dot Society, I think it was really a turning point. Um, because I was able to articulate what I wanted. And it was a big dream. Like it wasn't a little thing. I just, I didn't just want to sell my, because I was already selling my art. It, it was not, it's not that, that was a problem. It was the vision that I had that was way bigger than just selling art. And when I was talking to other people about it, they were very cautious and they were like, well, that's a lot. <laughs> like, I don't see how you could possibly, and are you sure it will work? And what if it doesn't? And what if, what if, what if? And what you said is what is, let's work on it. Let's find a plan that will work. And that's the trick to it. It's, you have to think about um, your, what you want your life to be. Some people will want to stay put and they are super happy just going to the studio every day and either painting or doing podcasts or whatever it is. My dream was different. I wanted to be able to travel a lot. Uh, I need to be able to go to France. And, um, you know, I always wanted to go back and live there anyway. So I needed to find a way um, to make that work. And that it, it was just tricky. I mean, you know, and there was all these ideas, all these things. Oh, I could do this, I could do that, I could do it this way or that. And you said, well, let's pick one and work on that. And then and then you'll see if it works or not. And that's exactly what happened. That's what I did. I picked online, online classes and I tried working with other people. And so, I mean, you know, I could expand forever here, but... Uh, discovered what I liked, what I didn't like, uh, became a lot more comfortable uh, speaking uh, to other people and reaching out to artists and say, well, what about this idea of workshops? And what about if I was getting a house in France? Because that would fit perfectly with my plan of wanting to go and still wanting to teach. And online classes, are it's not that I'm going to stop, but, um, these big online classes with other people are not my cup of tea. So, you know, 
I just needed to, I, it, the plan has changed many times and it is changing in a big way right now. And along the way, you are the only one who said there is no formula. There is no, you know, you have to adapt, you have to try things, um, you try it for a while. And that was just exactly what I needed and make a plan. You know, it's great to have a vision and once you have it, then you make a plan and you make it work for your life and your family. And that was, I mean, <laughs> um, look at me now. I mean, yeah. it's just amazing. <laughs> like the, the whole entire thing and, and don't give up ever. And it has, like the entire thing has been, you know, the whole time. That was the main thing. Don't give up and you keep trying. You keep showing up. You keep doing what you want to do. Eventually, <laughs> eventually it happens. Um, but yeah, just I just kept, kept going and even on things that didn't work out, I still try and then they work out. And for the house thing, it was the exact same thing. Going to buy your house in France, I mean, we already pay a mortgage here. It had to be under 100,000. I had to make enough money to make the down payment, pay the notary, pay all the fees, pay the agent and pay, <laughs> you know, and, and, and like seriously, um, everybody that is around me that I talked to said, that's crazy. Like you, you can't, like that's not gonna work. You have you one, the only one who kept saying, why not? You know, <laughs> and and in the end, I did it, and because I never ever gave up, and there were tears, and there was hard choices, really hard choices, but like, <laughs> that's it. Just don't give up. <laughs> don't give up. That don't will be the, the title of this. If yeah, what you want, but you have to be sure that's what you want. Yes. Well, and you, and you get to, as you said, you know, uh, you get to refine it as you go. Yeah. And it gosh, well, it's my first time hearing more about this. And of course, I'm just so, uh, excited for you. And I'm, um, I'm honored and also a little bit sad that I'm the only person <laughs> like yeah. that we live in a time where, people would actually discourage anyone from trying to do something they want to do. That's just not how we roll here. <laughs> so, so if I had included your message in one of the emails and one of our new artful stu selling students was like the person who bought the castle, because you said that it's like near a castle and it has secret gardens, but it instantly conjures this idea that it's not possible mm -hmm. and it is yeah. possible. And no, Marie did not buy a castle. It's just yeah. near a castle, There's just right? a castle in my backyard. That's There's just a castle in her backyard, <laughs> you know, as is for all of us. Yeah. So, so it's, you know, it's just like, let's push the boundaries of what is possible for us. That's all that I've ever, I mean, I bought a house in Los Angeles with two creative people's uh, salary. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty big accomplishment. 
And I did it with the debt I had going into my business. I didn't pay that off. I bought a house instead. And it's been, you know, a great investment. It's like, we have to start uh, breaking, we have to start breaking those ceilings or those limiting beliefs of what is possible for us. And so Marie, I know I will, I will come back to you. And if anyone does have to hop off early, I understand. I want to respect your time, but I wanted to, um, come back to Jeanette and just talk a little bit about, since we're talking about not giving up and none of you have (laughs) so far, I won't let you come through the screen and get you. cannot that's always the hardest thing if I feel like anyone is giving up and I can't help because we only are ready to do what we're ready to do when we're ready to do it and there's no amount of someone telling you you can Um, apparently we often listen to people who tell us we can't first but there's no it ultimately has to be you that's going to grab hold of these beliefs and so if you're feeling discouraged or, you know, how do you, I'm sure it inspires you where you're at in your journey to hear Marie say this, but what have you done that's worked, that's helped you stay on this path, would you say? Well, for me, I think it was just putting the plan in place, uh, like just having an idea of how to do that and getting something on paper, just to have a, a guide post, um, because I'm just starting out, right? So I don't have a lot of success stories with that other than I keep taking the steps. I, I'm i doing an IG Live every other week with another artist friend that I met. I just signed up to do an art fair in San Clemente, which is a little bit scary for me, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And I figure- you love you know, San Clemente. It's going to be great <laughs> for you. Yeah, <laughs> And it fits with my seascape. So I thought, you know what, it's small enough that it's not intimidating. And again, I'll be learning from it. Hopefully I'll get people on my email list. But you really emphasize that about getting people on your email list. So I'm doing, taking all those steps. Um, And the reason I became a graphic designer just in general was because of the limiting beliefs we all grew up with that you're not going to make money as an artist. So um, having Marisa and her successes and the other people in the group, it gives me inspiration that, no, you can do it. You, you got to work hard and you got to do different things, but you can do it. You just got to keep at it. So I try to keep telling myself that um, every day. And um, just I started to make prints. I raised my prices. I'm doing the art fair, um, trying to paint as much as I can. I'm still doing freelance graphic design to help pay the bills. But <laughs> I've definitely been implementing and trying to work on my um, my calendar that I got from Marisa too and updating that as I go. So it's been really fun. Um, did I answer your question? Yeah, just that you're, the, if I hear you correctly, you're saying that you just decide that you're going to keep going that yeah. you, you may feel discouraged. And I know we had conversations this week about like, we wish that it was all happening faster, yes. but that you that are, you've accomplished so much. Like we just don't see this in ourselves. You've accomplished so much since I met you in January. 
like a lot, like just even saying that you're going live every other week, it takes people a long time to get to a place to do this, you know? I mean, we hope that we make it look easy, but it's always a little nerve wracking and it's part of, you know, putting not only you, uh, not only your art, right? We talk a lot about this, but what's really separates artists, you know, from just, you know, what really makes an artist stand out today is if they are also not only courageous in sharing their art, but sharing themselves. Yeah, that's because hard. It's, it's the story. Yeah. Why is it hard? Do you think? Why does I, it feel hard for you? I think it's hard for me because I don't want to show uh, a side that's too negative or too sad or too, oh, woe is me, where, you know, that's not going to give people encouragement. And, you know, you, you want to entertain or educate or inform. And so I, I want to be sure that I'm sharing myself, but not in a way that, and I'm, I'm not depressed, so I why I even say that, but you know what I mean? I don't want to come off as being too, you know, I don't know, too Debbie Downer. Like, and you, you are also, I I keep throwing it back at you, Marisa, because you would call people out on our lives and you would hold them and say, well, now why are you saying that? And it makes you stop and think. And you're the only coach I've had that kind of slows you down and says, but wait, what, what about this? And I, I thought that was super valuable in all, all your coaching calls with us. So I really, I really learned from that. Well, and I always um, say this, but I appreciate, you know, when you arrive and you're open to it, you know, I always end up with really, we always end up with a really wonderful group of students who are game. (laughs) I try to keep it as transparent as I can going into opening Artful Selling. Not that I'm ever trying to put anyone on the spot, but I've talked a lot of lives this weekend about, to me, this is, this was the piece that was missing for a while. And also sometimes you just don't find the right person that you can trust that will push you, but also honor where you're at. That's what, at least what my intention is always is I'm going to, you know, you're saying yes to having me as your coach. I appreciate that so much, that trust. And I'm here to nudge you forward. And you're still going to do that when you're ready, right? And I'm also here to help you build that awareness in yourself. And that sounds like that's what's happening for you where you're just like, oh, look at these thoughts that are coming up or these beliefs that I have or do I want to continue thinking this way or do I maybe want to reframe this and look at it another way? And it's, we, I believe at the stage that we're at as an online space, um, a human consciousness, a, you know, the online education that's available to us that it becomes, all right, well, what is that next step? At least that's what I was seeking. And that's what I want to offer specifically with Artful Selling. Why I put the coaching into it is because I, I 
just thought, all right, well, we've got to start talking about some of these conversations, not just like put your opt-in up, right? Which you have to do. You have to do the practical steps. You've got to, you've got to post your social media, got to send those emails. You know, you've got to ask for the emails at the art fair that you're going to. Marie had to go negotiate for a house. Like you have to do those practical steps, but at the same time, those become easier when you begin to have an awareness about you as an individual and what's driving you, what you feel like maybe holding you back. And then very important, gosh, I was listening to someone yesterday. And I'm like, we really, as a society, have got to be very cautious about, I'm glad you brought this up too, Marie. There is not one way and no one, should ever make you feel bad about what you're experiencing ever. I'm kind of done guys. Like I'm done with the world telling us like everything we consume is bad for us or good for us. Everything we think is bad for us or good for us. It's like, no, we're human beings and we experience the whole spectrum of emotion, of fear, um, of uh, elation. You know, we experience everything. And so it's really just highlighting, does this work for you or does it not? That's all. And just reflecting that back. Does this feel good when you think, oh, I can't do this? Or, you know, does this feel better when you believe that something is possible? Like your own guidance tells you. And why not subscribe to what makes you feel better? But that's going to be different for everyone. And that's going to be different for everyone, regardless of where, or, you know, different for everyone depending upon where they're at in, in their journey of any kind of growing as an artist, you know, growing in health or, you know, wellness in any capacity, which I kind of put art into that whole world as well. But I think Marisa, with the way you, because of all the experiences you've had and the work experience, you have a way to ask the right questions and not everybody can do that. Everybody kind of wants to push you to their, kind of their agenda, but you, you, you have a tendency to stop that person and say, wait, well, wait a minute. What did you just say about this? So I just appreciated that, especially. And when you were talking to other people, every live I've learned, even if I wasn't on the hot seat, I learned from what other people were talking about. So it was really valuable. And, and the practicality of people being they being able to ask practical questions and situations that they're dealing with at the very moment. Again, you don't get that a lot. And and that was super valuable because like you said, every, everybody's situation is different and level and where they're at is different. So by you doing that, it makes it super helpful for, for us and all of us in different spots and places. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. I'm really glad to hear that. And like, part of me is like, all right, let's talk about, it's okay to share things that don't work too, right? We'll, we'll table that for now, but it's okay, Jeanette. You know, I think it's okay. I bet Marie would have something to say to this too. It's okay for us to show up more vulnerable or frustrated or, you know, it's okay. It's like part of the human experience and people also connect with that and just, uh, going back and then Erwin, I'm, I'm going to come to you on this. Um, 
you know, when I was saying no one should ever make you feel bad, like we have to also acknowledge that we choose to make ourselves feel bad. Like that's always a choice. No one can make us feel bad. But what I mean by that is I, uh, I, as a mentor, a leader in this world, you know, take it very much to heart. And I don't ever want to be coming across like, well, this is, this is it. And if you haven't done it this way, then this is why. And, you know, I've just been hearing a lot of that lately. And because of I'm going through my own challenges in other areas of my life, I'm just sort of reaching a new level of, wow, really depending upon who you listen to on any given day, it can look very different as to what we're all supposed to be doing in this human life on any different topic. And part of that is because of social media. Part of that is because of our abilities to be talking heads in many places. And so I appreciate that Jeanette is approaching it being thoughtful as one would. And, you know, how do we navigate these waters? And these are, you might be thinking, oh, well, you're not really talking about making art. Yes, we are. Because making art is sharing of yourself, first of all, with what you're making. It's also sharing then, as I just talked about, you're going to stand out more when you actually stand out with your art. And when you do that, you know, I was asking Jeanette why it's scary. It's understandable because we are juggling a lot um, coming at us and a lot of voices out there. So how do we want to show up? And this is why the work that we do in Artful Selling or through the Profitable Artist Plan that we just kind of scratched the surface and got started on it is so important because when you start to get clear with who you are and what it is that you want out of this business and where you're going, then that's when you start to have these, you know, you start to have your own intuition about how you do want to be present in the world. And so these are those conversations, right? Um, Erwin, what do you think about, (laughs) what do you think about all of this? What has helped you feel braver in the world or anything that you'd like to add to the conversation. We always sort of just let these go where they go. Um, And I think just that last part you were talking about, about how um, when you share your, share yourself along with sharing your art, it really does, does bring your art into context. And I think that's what's important because, um, I think you had mentioned it a little earlier where everyone gets to make art, right? It, art is subjective. And, but there's so many different kinds of art, but you see there are still people who gravitate to certain kinds of art, right? Either they gravitate to the art because of the style or they gravitate to the art because of the person. Side by side, there could be two different artists doing this very similar thing. Oh, you could say, oh, his art looks like Picasso's or oh, his art looks like Keith Haring's but they had different, very drastically different fan bases and careers and trajectories. And of course that could be because of any number of things, but now I'm very aware of what that story is behind that art and how that drives people to become more attracted to it, to become collectors, to want to become a fan, right? To to want to learn more. And in conversations with you, Marisa, and, and some other folks I've been talking about, I've just become more aware of how 
much of a wall I was put in between my art and my story. And even just, even though I haven't like put it out in a marketing kind of way, but just, just how I carry myself now and, and just in the past couple of weeks, past couple of weeks, how I've carried myself and how I've shared my art and sort of just uh, my relationship with my art, I feel has changed. And I feel that change also happening to the people who are reacting to my art. Um, yeah, so I think it's it, all of that is, is Im important. You know, and it wasn't really anything that um, there wasn't really anything that forced me to do it. It was more just like, oh, one day, like you said, you know, you're ready when you're ready. And I think just one day I was like ready to do it. And I went to a, an in-person fair. And, you know, people would come up and ask me about my work. And the, the way I was talking about it was just a little different. It was more about me. It wasn't just about the work. It wasn't just about the process or the style. It was more like why I came up with this, you know, what my relationship was with this. And I, I sold way more than I ever have in, in any, um, in any in-person event I've done. Um, I got way more emails on my list. Like there were just people that were just picking up. Just lining up? Were they lining up or what? <laughs> <laughs> they were lining up and it was like, oh, like, <laughs> Holy, like crap like I've never had any of this happen before organically like this was like just positive reinforcement right for I feel the the mindset shift that I made so that's really cool I didn't we haven't caught up since then so I'm super no. excited to hear that yeah that's great I always love when I come on these calls and I get to talk with you in this way where we're focusing well we're focusing on challenges and success I always find out such cool things are happening that's one of the things as artists um you know that we basically or people, human beings in any capacity, we're taught, you know, maybe not to shine a light on ourselves and not to highlight, highlight ourselves. And that's been very culturally true in many cases. Yeah, were you going to say something, Erwin? Yeah, just one last thing that I am also now more aware of how that has influenced the artists and the art that I follow. Oh. Right. Like I actually chose this person because X, Y, Z, especially now on Instagram or, you know, but where you get to defend all these ads and things where I see art that's similar to an artist that I already follow. But when I go to this other account, it doesn't speak to me. Side by side, it's very similar art style, right? Like say if you say like a Lisa Congdon, Lisa Congdon's art, you know, it's hers, but there are other people who are who, who create art in the same visual style, right? But when I go to their Instagram pages or their websites, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Because I don't know them, right? I don't know them the way I know her past, Elisa's past, her, his, her history, how she evolved her second career, you know, all that stuff where yeah. that is my connection to her, to her and her work beyond just her visual style. Yes, there's a very... Uh common you know phrase that people aren't just buying their work they're buying the artists <laughs> and so we probably you know want to remind people of that I think very often the art will catch someone's attention but if there isn't that connection like Erwin saying 
behind the art, or maybe that also depends upon us as collectors. You know, maybe there would be collectors out there where they have one specific style of art in mind and they're looking for that. But, you know, usually uh, for, for the community that I've been a part of, I might be attracted to the art, but then if I really love the person, it just makes the art so much better. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. And I also will want to buy art from people that I just adore. You know, you want to have that connection with them. And then the art also represents the story of what's possible for all of us. I believe that that's just connected to art on so many levels. And that is a, a kind of a side benefit of it seeming like a, a hard, hard thing to do, you know, is that if you actually find a way to break through with the beliefs we've had around it, that makes it pretty special. It's like, oh, wow, people instantly know that you are courageous, that you haven't given up, that you, you know, are connected to, you have a passion for what you do. And it speaks volumes when you just stay in the game and keep going and choose it as a part of your life. And especially if you choose it as a part of your business life as well. So Marie, I'm, I'm coming back over to you. Did you have anything to add to the conversation around this I'm like, where are, where did we go now? Sharing yourself along <laughs> with your art, letting go of the limiting belief that you have to hide behind your art. <laughs> yeah, I think um, that was definitely, that was the most challenging for me. Um, I am a private person and it, it just, I honestly, I didn't feel like my life was, uh, or myself or particularly interesting or um, you know it was just like you know you live your life and <laughs> yeah um, but actually I definitely have changed my mind about that because I've been making a lot more effort with my newsletter um, because now I have many more uh, subscribers than I did when I started of course and I realized that um, even something that doesn't seem like a big deal to you is for someone else. And if you don't say it, they don't, they, you, you'll never know you had an impact ever. Um, and I've been surprised at the amount of people who respond back to my newsletters. And um, when that started happening, I was just like, wait, um, you know, I, I do matter. There is something that I can say that is going to change someone's day, someone's life, someone's perspective on things. And that's, uh, I mean, that's great. That's just fantastic. And um, so I don't hesitate to speak my mind uh, about things anymore um, because, you know, I, for a long time it was like, uh, oh, well, you shouldn't say things that would upset people or... And now I'm just like, <laughs> and and that actually was why I was not sharing my mind because I was like, well, of course I'm going to offend someone. But how do you not? I mean, everybody gets offended by a lot of things. So uh, I think that was uh, a fear that was very deep in me where, because on top of that, I'm not from here. And the rules of society can be very tricky if, 
you are not from there, you know. And, um, and it was, you know, it, it took me, well, it didn't take me that long, but I guess it took a, a bit of courage for me to say, well, you know what, um, that's what I think and I should say it because there are plenty of other people who will agree with me too. And they need to be heard. Someone needs to say it. Someone needs to be vocal about something. And uh, I guess in France, we are very vocal. <laughs> um, and they theatrical in the way that we do things. And I guess that was why I was like, oh, well, here nobody says anything. So I shouldn't either. Um, but I discovered that doesn't serve anybody, and especially not me. So. Well, I remember very specifically that was a concern for you, where you said, so Jeanette, listen up, where she said, I'm very direct and people don't always respond well to that. And, you know, I having European um, descendants and having been often like, that's what I love about uh, the French culture and the people I know in France is that they are very direct in like the most uh, loving and genuine way. They're yeah. just like, they just say what's on their mind. Yeah. And there's, there's nothing, I don't know how to describe the difference. You know, we know when people are saying things that are just to stir the pot just because, yeah. and we know when people have their heart in it and this is just how they feel. Yep. And, and we also know when people are speaking out about things because they think they're supposed to, you know, it's like when you're coming from a place of this is just who I am and I'm going to speak to this because, uh, and you're coming, you know, you just know Marie's coming at it from the, from her heart and just not doubting that about yourself. Cause I often feel like that person too, Marie, where I just, you know, as you know, I'm sure we've talked about it in places where I've for a long time spoken about things that have have stirred the pot, but I've been frustrated. <laughs> it was like, no one else told me this. So I'm going to tell you, <laughs> like, you get to decide again, yeah. whether what elements of this career work for you or not. But I'm at least going to let you know that if you go into licensing, it's going to maybe take a while and, and it can go fast, but don't do what I did, which was like, oh, I'm going to license my work and that's going to support me. Oh, I'm going to publish a book and that's going to support me. Oh, I'm going to make fabric and that's going to support me, you know, while I make my paintings and evolve. It was like, no, all three of those things combined did not. And that was a real hard lesson for me at the time and something that I spoke about and it, it generated some change in the industry. And, you know, it did alienate some people and it probably kept some people from working with me. And yet it was still worth it to me because integrity matters and valuing our creative community matters and rising, you know, that our artists rise together instead of undercutting each other, that matters and only happens on that level if we come together as a community. So it felt important to me. But it may not for someone else. And that's also okay. You know, it's just like figuring out what it is for you that really, really 
is who you are and feeling comfortable doing that. And I do feel that people recognize when that's happening. So when Erwin was at the show and being himself, you know, I got to learn more about his story working with him. And I was like, Erwin, we need to know, we need to know all these elements of you because it's so interesting and it's just so, you know, uh, and that's for all of us. We kind of forget because we're living our lives every day, but were you going to add something to that, Erwin? I saw you unmute. Oh, uh, just that. It, it, a lot of the things that I ended up using as responses were based on that conversation that, that we had had and just being like, okay, there are other parts of me that I feel like I can talk about now. So that was, you know, I just wanted to say it. So thank you for, for that <laughs> yeah, very, very helpful <laughs> chat. Um, and then, yeah. um, and I'm sure Jeanette, um, uh, and I mean, everyone, even the folks listening on this call, um, you get, I don't know, or maybe it's just me. Do you guys get asked, like, what is your, in, what inspired you to, to draw this? Do you guys get asked that? Yeah. What, or what yeah. is your inspiration? Okay. Um, I, maybe I just hadn't been to a show in a while, but it just struck me how many times that question came up. Because I don't know if that's something I would ask if I were at a, uh, you know, at a at an artist table myself, I don't think that's a question I would ask the artist. So it was really surprising to me how many times that question came up, um, and I'm glad it did because it also gave me a chance to sort of tweak and refine my my elevator pitch. You know, with each with each um, time that I had to answer that question. Yeah, when you see Irwin's work, you want to know. <laughs> I want to know those where those lizards came from because those are the coolest. <laughs> and so, yes, but we forget because we forget that that's part of technically, you know, we call it marketing, but it's really just sharing our story. It's really just connecting with another human being. It just feels weird because it's through an app on the phone, but you really are reminded of that when you are in person with people. So Jeanette, it's going to be great for you to go to the show and just experience that because just the fact of seeing people alone run up to your art, you know, and be like, Oh, <laughs> so it's, I had someone hug their unicorn painting when they bought it from me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like those moments when you are feeling like you might want to give up because something over here didn't work out. You don't ever want to forget the moment that someone actually told you I'm hugging your art right now, <laughs> made sure that you saw that they were hugging your art. You know, this is like how we stay connected to this path because it's just that one person at a time who loves your work that much. And yes, there will be people out there who don't respond to it and that's okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's Good. You know, it doesn't mean it's not good. It doesn't mean that it's not worthy. It doesn't mean that it can't be sold. It's just so much of finding our people. And I was saying this the other day is, is finding ourselves. And I think art is one of the best paths to understanding ourselves thereby being able to show up in the world as ourselves. And it does take practice if we've not always been encouraged to do that. And certainly society isn't so encouraging of that in many ways at the moment, you know, to really step into that place, but that's where it really starts to click. That was my experience anyway. 
And so I know that we're approaching the top of the hour and I had opened up if anyone tuning in live or if you catch this on the replay, if you have questions while you're here from Jeanette or Erwin or Marie, if you have questions for me around artful selling, we did. And I think um, Nico just put this in place. Um, we did. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Let me see. She sent me a note. We are about to open a 12 month installment option for this session of artful selling to make it more accessible. I know that it's an investment. And, you know, the program has in full transparency been the price has been going up because I also um, honor the value in what I create and what I know what working together can do uh, for you, what it has the potential to do for you. Obviously, you have to show up and do the work. All of the people here are the kinds of students who come to the calls and ask the questions and put themselves in the hot seat if they can. You know, I do think that really makes a difference. Not that you have to be on every call. There are also uh, students that will work quietly and and they will have incredible breakthroughs as well. But what's so great about this program is that we get to come together like this and have a conversation and have some coaching. And, you know, when you're willing to be vulnerable, like Jeanette has been brave many times and has totally asked questions and Erwin and Marie. And it's like when you're willing to be a little bit vulnerable in a space that we want to create a safe space for you, and you're willing and open to some coaching, that's when you can have some, some light bulb moments. And I know that can feel intimidating. It certainly was and can be for me. I finally gotten used to it because I've become a better student myself where I'm like, if I got time with this person, I am asking my question. <laughs> like I'm not messing around. I'm always like, do you understand who you're with? Are you, and why are you not hopping into a hot seat? I'm like, every time there's a hot seat on the people I work with, I'm like, I'm here. I'm on every call. call. And for me, it's helping me make progress, you know, and it helps me not fall into old patterns. And so anyway, we are going to be, I'll be sending an email out and we're going to be releasing that right after this to do the 12 month installment. I really want I was starting to say that the price has gone up and I want to make it accessible still for you. I honor the fact that it is a, um, that it is an investment and, you know, I believe that it's a really worthwhile investment <laughs> that it can give you a foundation and opportunity for breakthroughs and transformation that maybe you're looking for that maybe you haven't found yet or maybe you're just ready for now but that's just me saying that I think I see them nodding and they can add so I'm also looking at if you have anything to add to that please feel free and I was seeing yeah oh, I Kenneth. just wanted to say oh yeah go Sorry, ahead Erwin Oh, just that, you know, it's it's a big investment, but I think it's, um, you know, and I'm sure Marisa has talked about this many times. We just, we have to prioritize investing in ourselves and 
also if you're in a position like a lot of people are where your your sort of passion and maybe your your dream and your vision of pursuing art is in a very sort of nebulous place um this is definitely a tool that can help you clarify you know your steps going forward and it could even be that your steps going forward are like i don't want to actually make art to make money yeah right? it, could, it could become that too and then you release all of those sort of whatever it is that you thought you wanted to do but when you actually see it on paper you're like oh i have to do all that no thanks <laughs> You know, I'm just going to go paint like when I can and then that's it and give it to my grandkids as presents and they're going to love it. And then that's fine. Right. So it doesn't have to be all that to say that there are many ways that you could end up. But regardless, it's it'll change the way you think about your art. And I would also. Yeah. And I would also say the fact that you have somebody that's been there, done that kind of shortens your your knowledge time. So you learn, you gain a lot more knowledge without having to do everything that Maurice has done in the time that she's been in it. So it shortens your, you know, it, you can get there faster because you have somebody that's been there and knows the answers for you, or at least can help you. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing that we, that we get that today. And I, I saw that Kenneth was asking questions. A great question for all of you. Um, I wanted to know how you guys found yourself in your art because I'm still trying to find myself and I'm half blind, but I still try to paint and draw. Well, Kenneth, I'm so glad that you are and not giving up, first of all. And how would you describe that? Because you all do have very distinct styles. Marie, you want, would you like to answer that for Kenneth? Well, first of all, yeah, don't give up, even half-blind. You know, Monet uh, was half-blind and turned blind at the end of his life, and he made his most treasured paintings at that time. So, um, um, but how you find, well, you do it every day. You do it every day. You do, uh, you do a lot of bad work. <laughs> I've got a, a pile there of papers. This is not, it's, but it's, you have to do it. You have to do all the bad, the hours of bad stuff. It doesn't matter how gifted, how, I don't like that word. You're not gifted, you, but how, how long you have been doing it, you know, how experienced you are. Um, I've been reading a fascinating book on uh, the habits of painters. And uh, so they are famous and um, they described the day that they had and, and yeah. <laughs> that was it. And it doesn't matter if you're a painter, a writer, and you knit, you do whatever you're going to do, a lot of things that you're not going to sell. And that was hard for me. I thought, oh, I should, every time that I do a painting should be great because I need to sell it. I need that money. I need to pay something. <laughs> and so, therefore, it has to be great. But the problem is, is um, uh, that just didn't work out that way. It was very frustrating uh, because I felt so much pressure every single time I would sit down that it, it, I would just freeze. I was like, if you didn't look great within 45 minutes, that was it. You know, it was just, so just keep at it. It's, it's the same thing. Just keep at it. 
and do it every every day, every chance you get, every chance you get. And even when even when I was traveling and I've been traveling a lot this year, I took my sketchbook and I took limited supplies, but I would just make myself do it. Uh, even so, so and it pays off big time. Yeah, eventually it starts to come through. through. You'll make the marks, you know, there are marks, there are subjects, there are colors that you will gravitate to and you need to, um, you know, you, and especially if you have a sketchbook, you know, you can turn the page and you can see it and study your, your things, you know, what do I like, what, what don't I like, what, what's speaking to me, I mean, this maybe you got, I mean, that happens to me a lot. Oh, this got tons of likes on Instagram. Must be good. But I'm looking at it. I'm like, <laughs> this is not what I like. And <laughs> that's, not too. that's really hard. And especially because uh, in my case, I was starting to have people follow me for that type of art. And now that I'm changing, I know. Um, and I've been very discreet about it because I just know. You know, a lot of people are not going to like it. And, um, but if, you, if it doesn't make you happy, it is not worth doing it. It's just no. don't choose something else. <laughs> it has to be pleasing for you first. It does. It does, 100%. What would you say, uh, Jeanette, to this? How are you finding your voice and... Well, first I'd say to Kenneth, um, I think that's amazing. And I would tell you just keep painting. The more you do, the more your style will start to develop. Because I feel like I'm still developing. Like my, I wanted to get looser with my brush strokes and not be so precious with them. And, and so I feel like my style is developing. And the more I do, the more I like it and the better it gets. So um, keep going. I think it's fascinating, you know, what colors you're going to choose. Being partially blind, I think it could be fascinating what your art looks like. And I think telling that story, putting your art out there, all the while keep going and keep painting. I think you have an amazing story to tell. So I would get it out there. <laughs> Listen to Marisa. She'll tell you to get it out there. I will, I will tell you. I will tell you. And Erwin, how about you? Because you have such a distinct style with your characters that's been growing. Um, well, just to echo but Marie and Jeanette said, you know, I think definitely doing it as much as you can. And while having a critical, I also just have, you know, make sure to have fun with it. Don't be too hard on yourself, especially now when you're in your sort of exploratory phase, you know, try as many mediums as you can, different kinds of ink, different brushes, different styles, and just have fun with it. Right. Um, and it, if, don't put any pressure on it for now because this is a time where you're it's it's a bit of a, a time of discovery and i think um all the you know being loose and sort of free with your energy and your um your creative process will really help um a lot um and i say that because uh that's not the route you know that i took but um it is something that I see now as like, okay, if I had done that, it would have gotten me to where I am now, maybe a little, a little faster. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. It's such a good question, Kenneth. It's 
really good. And it's always the same. I just saw a really dear friend of mine post about this because she gets asked this question a lot. She has really distinct characters and she just said the same thing. You know, it's just the only way uh, to find it is by doing it and staying consistent with it. And that's ultimately the short version of that answer for me is also, I just started daily painting and it started to create characters, which I never set out to make. I like painting flowers. I still do, but you know, now my characters hold the flowers. <laughs> and so, and sometimes I still do a floral, you know, here and there, but it's just, uh, it's kind of, it's really magical to see what can come through because I always thought, oh, well, I can't really paint from my imagination. I'm not that kind of an artist. I can look at something, I can replicate it, which I think many of us start, like we replicate. This is exactly, I can, I don't know where that came from. No one ever taught me. I sat down when I was about 13, 14, 15, and I just started being able to see that. And you know, and now I, I really respect that kind of work. Some people are just phenomenal at hyper-realism and I've trusted that that kind of attention to detail really agitates me in my creative process. So that's going to Marie's point of, I need to feel more flow. Anytime I try to create, cause I was just painting these dahlias. I'm obsessed with them. I mean, the colors are crazy good. And I was just looking at it and painting it. And I thought, well, this isn't exactly what I see. And then I thought, I don't want it to be exact. <laughs> I don't want the color to be exact. I don't want the detail to be exact. And there's some part of me that just doesn't want to, I've done it. And it's satisfying in certain ways. And it's really not as satisfying for me. So also allowing yourself to determine what does work for you, what you enjoy, not what the world will tell you that, you know, good art is really often hyper-realistic work. And um, I mean, I always say for me, good art is something where it makes me feel something. And sometimes that can also be confronting, you know, that can be... Um, it gets me thinking. It may not be something I want to hang in my house, but it gets me thinking. I feel like, well, that's good. And it will be something that makes me feel uh, amazing that I want in my house that generates inspiration and ideas and like this good feeling. And that it's just whatever for me, when it stirs something in me, that's how I would define it. But that's a whole lot of things. It's a whole lot of things. There's no, no way I could ever put it into a box. So Kenneth, that's a great question. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for asking. And uh, I'm glad that it's helped you out. And so if you're tuning in before um, we sign off, Come and join us in artfulselling.com before Tuesday, 11.59 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. If you hear this on a replay, you can get on a wait list if you've missed this time for when we do this again. And also, yes, the 12-month installment is coming. So check your inbox or reach out to me if you want more details on that as well. And you'll get to meet really wonderful artists like Jeanette and Erwin and Marie. It's not, you know, that I get to work with you. It's that you get to connect with a really wonderful community that feels attracted to this kind of work, these kinds of conversations. 
you know, is attracted to building a life as a thriving artist and really doing work that you love around it. And, you know, it's all of these things. And so I invite you to be a part of it because we're going to work on some cool things, very cool things happening. Facebook ads, surprise guest speakers, <laughs> uh, all kinds of things are coming up as well. And then before we go, I would love for each of you, any closing thought? And also I'll start with Jeanette again, where can we find you? Where can we find you on uh, your website and or your Instagram? So Jeanette, any closing thoughts or, and, or where can we find you? Um, just that, um, rounding it back to the fear thing, the fact that I wanted to make money from my art and that pressure that I put on myself, um, to say, okay. And like Marie said, it's gotta be perfect. I've got to sell it. I've got to make money from it. Being in a community like this kind of helped level set that doing the plan, Marisa kind of helped level set that and gave me, but also gave me some, some avenues to go down. So it was invaluable. And you can find me on Instagram at Jeanette.Bergstrom.art. And I'm also have my website, uh, JeanetteBergstrom.com. So I would love. Yeah. Sometimes I turn these into podcasts. So I'll also spell J E A N E T T E <laughs> and then Berg B E R G S T R O M. It's a long name. <laughs> it's a beautiful yeah. name. Thank you. It's a long one. But yes, thank you. Thank you, Jeanette. I so appreciate you being here and being a part of our community and doing You're the welcome. work. <laughs> You're welcome. Anything to support you, Marisa. You both Oh, my you. goodness. Right back at you. And Erwin, where can we find you at? And any closing thoughts that you'd like to share? Um, I don't really have it. It's it's so it's it it'll profoundly change. I think your your relationship with your art in a, in a very very good way. Um, and you know, it's it's helped me immensely. And um, yeah. So, but all that to say, if you have any questions, I know Marisa and, and Nico and team are, are very good about answering any questions you have, but, you know, feel free to get in touch with me. Uh, you can find me at, on Instagram at duckamuck, D-U-C-K-A-M-U-C-K. And uh, my website is www.aduckamuck.com. There you go. Thanks, Nico. She put it in yeah. Chat. Nico's um, dropping them in the chat for us. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, and like Marisa said, or like Jeanette said too, it's, it's a, it's great to be surrounded by, by sort of like-minded people. And, you know, they always say that um, you are only as, as good as like, you know, the, the five sort of people around you. Right. So I think being in this community will sort of just open your eyes to the possibility, what's possible and the potential that you have, right? Like you see other people doing things. You're like, oh, I can do that too. Not, not in a bad way, but it's like, it's motivating. It's inspiring that, that things are tangible. Things are feasible. And Marisa will be there to help guide you to that. I will. Thank you, Erwin. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you spending time with us today and 
I'm so, I'm so excited for all of you and what's going on. And Marie, where can we find you? Because we need to know when you're releasing uh, openings for your first art retreat in France. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I've done already art retreats. Uh, and I've done it in France, but not at my house. Um, yeah, at your house and yeah. anything before then, too. <laughs> Uh, but you can find me at anything Fleur Art, which is F-L-E-U-R-D-E-L-Y-S uh, dot com. And um, I, yeah, I would not hesitate at all. I, <laughs> I've done a few of Marisa's programs and I, um, I've never found anybody who really helps you in, in so many ways. It's not just answering the question, it's asking the right questions, like Janet said. It's uh, like Owen said, having a group of people where it's an environment so conducive to, to your growth and it's life-changing. It really, really is. Oh, thank you, Marie. I appreciate that. And uh, it's been so wonderful to get to work with you over these years and Yay for that house. <laughs> I can't wait. We got to tell Moon. <laughs> yes. Because I remember you were both together. She's actually hopped into Artful Selling. So I'm hoping that we'll see her there. She's re returning as an alumni. And yes, I know um, her book is coming soon too. So, you know, these are goals, an important reminder, because we may feel like we're not moving as fast as we want. These are goals that were set in place a couple of years ago and the things that needed to come together have come together at the right time. And, you know, we often know that in hindsight, it doesn't help necessarily when we're anxious to get to that next um, level or step or place in our breakthrough in our business. But it's actually still a relatively short amount of time for all of that to turn around and for Marie to be here, you know, with this story to share this time. It's just really exciting. It's inspiring for all of us because there's always more to look forward to. <laughs> I too either want a house in France or Erwin knows like we're thinking about a house in upstate New York. Like we want to, you know, I got a lot of vision, a lot of big plans. So with that said, um, I, I'm hosting our bonus holiday call for everyone who hopped into Artful Selling early. And so you have 45 minutes to get in on that. We'll quickly get the installment up before then. And we're going to do some holiday planning. And I will, so I will sign off now and say thank you again to all of you for joining me. I love having these conversations. Whenever we do, I'm like, gosh, we need the salon, right? We need to like do this more often and have like a regular uh, chat. And I do usually put these on the podcast. In fact, I just shared the one that we did in January and Marie was on that one um, as well and had some really great insight to share about selling, which I put a little clip on Instagram also. And so we'll have to, I'll be thinking about how we can continue to do more of this because it's so insightful. So, all right, I'll see you soon, as we said. Oh, you can also video ask me. I think Nico will drop a link in and uh, you're welcome to reach out 
on a video message. Kenneth, you may have sent me a message that I saw and I can reply back to you there as well. We just want to help you make the decision that's right for you and encourage you to get support and get help because that's what's really going to help you move the needle forward. So, all right, everyone, I will see you soon. Bye. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.